Welcome to the 262nd episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today we are recording on December 8th, 2021. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and 50% of this here show with me is the man who's grooving to 90s slow jams, Carlos Rodella. Hey, I used to do that, because I'm that old. I know. You are that old. So am I. Jeez. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm doing it tonight, but now that you said it, maybe after this podcast. Get I'll... out the old CDs, get out your uh, cassettes, perhaps even. That's so funny you mentioned that because I was just getting out some old cassettes. Uh, and how interesting. What an interesting tangent. Didn't plan it at all. But I was doing that. And they weren't 90s R&B, although I did listen to that, uh, and 90s hip hop. But sure. it was... Um, old cassettes of me on my first radio show. I won't say my age, but I was, you know, I was young and it was a long time ago. And <laughs> it was literally the recording was me and my co-host. And it uh-huh. was basically a podcast. Cause was your co-host your mom? No, it was in college. Oh, oh okay. So you were that young. I was oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I like wasn't like a child. Like, how young are you? Okay. Nice. Mommy, like, can we mom use the cassette a recorder and make a podcast? <laughs> Only what's, if I can be on it. <laughs> and also, what's a podcast? Exactly. exactly. Because this okay. is the 80s. Um, no, no, no. So I was on the radio station, and it was the. I literally said this into the mic. I put on my headset, and I said into the mic, this is the first time I've put a headset on on a show ever. And it was yeah. like literally like the first time, you know, I did like a radio show. Um, so it was really cool to, to relive that moment. Yeah, that's cool. Excellent. It's nice to find those little... Like little keepsakes, little reminders. I mean, these little bits and pieces of your past. Sometimes you forget you do stuff, and then you find something like you're going through a box. Maybe, you know, I am. I'm kind of going through some of that too myself because I had boxes and boxes of stuff in storage um, uh, while we were living in a series of apartments. And now that we have a house with a basement and a garage, I finally got all my stuff out. And so now I'm like, oh man, I haven't seen some of these boxes in years. And just going oh. through some of these boxes, I'm like, oh my god, like I didn't even know I still had this thing. And oh, we're, oh, I can't, I can't even barely remember where I took this picture and you know like you go through those memories and stuff it's it's funny how much we kind of like forget if we don't really have any reason to like remind ourselves of it like right years and years can just disappear down the memory hole you know yeah and again because we live in the present and we just continually go okay what's wrong today or, or, or what's going on today um not, not notice how my mind just went what's wrong today <laughs> yeah exactly that's well, we uh, do live in the present exactly like you said so well yeah it's also like an internal problem but anyways uh, but not to forget your point, I did listen to Terrence Trent Darby, Tevin Campbell. I mean, I listen to all that R&B stuff, so I really should go back and find my old cassettes now that is slow jams. Slow jams. No one did them like the 90s. All right, folks, we are not the Slow Jam podcast, believe no. it or not. We do talk about games here, which we're just about to do. But before we do that, we are going to get to housekeeping, as everyone knows. Carlos and I share a virtual living space divided down the middle of the strip of duct tape on my side. As per usual, literally fuck all nothing. Jeez. Carlos, you've got a bunch of stuff on your side, though. I know. I'm the I'm the hoarder in this relationship. <laughs> you are the one that needs some medication and counseling, but that's okay. For right now, what we have are boxes. What's yeah. on your side? Sir? And by the way, everybody wants yeah. these, and also I open them up, and then we get rid of them. You know, well, I mean, as long as you're putting them on eBay and getting a good price for them, that's fine. Yeah, we, we do. OK, we you can't we, just throw it away. You got to some money back on it. Yeah, we clean up. Um, so first off, and this is these are all big, big hitters or heavy hitters. OK, OK. okay. First one is PlayStation's going to have a game pass. 
Yeah, I saw that. I, there's not a lot of detail, though, is there? Are they, or is there? There is a little bit of detail. Again, it comes from game journalists. It's all hearsay, blah, blah. Someone so, told somebody something. But it does sound like there's tiers, which Game Pass does as well. Although, I don't even know what tier I bought. I bought it so long ago, I just there's said. There's tiers? What do you mean there's tiers? Like, I, think I think it's just is. like either you get console plus PC or just console, right? Is there's an the ultimate. All, I know I booted up my Xbox the other day and it said, you have Game Pass Ultimate or something, I think. I think that's just console plus PC. I don't think there's any like like tier. If you're like, for example, if you only get the Xbox one because you don't have a PC. Right. It's just that. I don't think there's a tier of oh, Xbox service. I don't even it's know just, why I have both then. I mean, maybe are you using Xbox Game Pass on PC? I am because by default, I didn't know I, maybe I don't, I should look at my subscription. But anyways, it sounded like there was more than two tiers and what people are guessing. Um, and then one of the ideas was some of it would be demos, like early demos, like ones that weren't available to everybody quite yet, which sounds like early access to me. Um, sure. But yeah, it's all kind of fuzzy, but I just bring it up to because we talk about Game Pass all the time, and I always talk about how much I love PlayStation. So I'm calling it, by the way, PlayStation Pass. There yeah, you go. PS Pass, yeah, something like that. Trademark. I mean, it's a good idea. I like I mean, you know, because people were talking about it for many years and many people tried to get it going. Like, you know, many, many places tried to get it off the ground and nobody really succeeded until Xbox. But I mean, that was that was only after at least four or five notable failures came and went. Yeah. Um, so now that Xbox has kind of put their flag and, and got it out there and people see what uh, Game Pass is all about. I am curious to see what PlayStation is going to do. But I got to say, I don't have a lot of faith in them right now. I feel like I feel like I'm just. In the, in the corporate offices, I feel like they're maybe they're getting a little goofy, and I don't know that they have really dialed in the way that Xbox has this generation at least. That was completely flipped last generation, um, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, if they have it, that's great. I really love Game Pass. I would love something similar for PS Five, uh, but we'll see what they do. Yeah, let's just see. Proof is in the pudding, as there they say. Go. I uh, love pudding. Pudding is real good. Pudding is real good, and you know what? I haven't had it in quite a while. Oh man, I love a good pudding, a rice pudding, butterscotch, maybe tapioca is my favorite. Although that's a that's a divider. A lot of people like it, a lot of people hate it. What about you? I, I do not like it, and also you did not mention the best pudding, which is chocolate pudding. Ah, that's, that's low tier. That's low tier. Oh, stuff. you are low tier, sir. Um, <laughs> and also, by the way, if you take chocolate pudding by itself, I would agree that it's not the best. But you got to put a little cool whip on there, a whipped cream, and then you're oh, playing sure. with power. Oh, sure. But, you know, it's like, okay, we're not going to, this is not the pudding podcast. We're this gonna, we're could gonna table be the this pudding podcast. It could be. And there may be some, we may bring it up later, but we're going to table this. For now. We anyway, have no time to bring it up later. And you know that. What else you got on your, um, your side of the room? Here? Another hard hitter is, uh, well, obviously the Game Awards is tomorrow at the time of this recording. After you hear this recording, it'll already be passed. Um, I won't mention it too much because I know Brad doesn't give a crap. I really don't. Right. But I like it because it's just an enjoyment of games and, you know, new releases, new trailers, anything that can give me new information about games, I'm going to want to have it. So that's why I like it, first and foremost. Secondly, you know, we have friends in the business, so I always like seeing them get, you know, their comeuppance or whatever, uh, people at different <laughs> companies. Their comeuppance? Comeuppance is I wrong. I now, you're I don't right. think you want to... <laughs> I did not mean that. <laughs> <laughs> you got a grudge? You want to see somebody get spanked on national TV? Gonna, Watch the Game gonna, Awards. That's the announcement. That's exactly it. That's We're going to see some fools get served on the Game Awards. Well, actually, you know what's funny is Bobby Kotick and that, that piece of garbage and um, oh, yeah. and the Activision thing, they're not going to be at the Game Awards. And people are speculating that maybe Jeff finally uh, you know, said, hey, we won't have you. Or they just didn't have anything to show. We're not sure. But he did make a statement. Uh, Jeff Keighley, that being uh, creative of the Game Awards. And he did say something like, 
hey, we don't stand for this, and this guy's, you know, the company's bad at doing what they did, uh, you know, fuck off or whatever. Did he finally take that side? Because the last, I mean, to be fair, I haven't been following this, but like the last statement I saw from Keeley was something like, we're not going to take sides and, yeah. you know, something and, like that. I'm like, wow, that's a real, that's a real fucking gutless thing to say. Right. And then he took a side is what I'm saying. Uh, the update is right. that, you know, I didn't see the, I didn't see the furthest. Yeah. The update was, Hey, they're not going to be here, which again, I don't know if, again, who, who made the decision, but either way, it was just that. And then the follow up right after him saying they're not going to be here, he said, we don't, you know, condone blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I think they took a stance and moving on though, what I'm really excited about is at the Game Awards, I'm pretty sure this is going to happen, um, a couple days ago, or a few days ago, The Matrix, uh, which is the new movie is coming out very soon, called Resurrection. I'm like, insanely excited about it. I'm not sure if you are. I am not, but okay. I, I know that you're excited. Okay. Well, they they uh, have a available download. I don't know if it's just PS5, but it's on the PS5. I'm not sure. if Oh, it's Xbox as well. Yeah. And you, it's just a download right now, and it's called The Matrix Awakens. And all it says is it's an Unreal 5 experience. Uh, oh, is this kind of like a museum thing like we talked about last week? We don't know what it is. This is the, this is the secret. So I'm thinking they're going to announce it at the Game Awards. Uh, and I'm, Keanu might even be there because he's done that kind of stuff. Sure. And anyways, it just looks really cool because if it's anything playable, it says it's an experience like you can, I think – do something within this, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and again, everybody who's listening to this is like, we already know what it was, but um, this is before it comes out. So yeah, I think it's right. going to come out tomorrow, like alongside the Game Awards. Yeah, it would be neat. I love it. My favorite thing, regardless of whether it's the Game Awards or a Nintendo uh, Direct or whatever, I love when they're like, here's the trailer and you can download it right now. Right, like yeah. that's my favorite thing, right? So maybe they're going to do that. That would be cool. It makes sense cuz again, it's it, you can't do anything with it right now. It's just like a trailer and but it is a download and it's like a, you know, gigabytes or something. So it's just sitting there and it's kind of like a Christmas present that I can't open. Yeah. So, uh, the other piece of news that's huge and that we're we'll talk, talking about on this show is Halo Infinite the campaign is out. Yeah, I heard people talking about it. Lots of people. It's real hot and cold in my feed now to be fair. I have a lot of Halo lovers, and I have a pretty fair number of people who, like me, are kind of like, meh, about Halo, and some people are like, oh, I love it, it's the best thing ever, and some people are like, I don't get what the big deal is. So, I don't, I haven't played it myself, uh, I think we're probably going to be talking about it soon. We will be talking about it in this episode, uh, but I just had to mention it came out, in case anyone hasn't known, I mean, what do you, live, living under a rock? Of course you know. Uh, and yeah, it's getting eights a lot of places, and that makes sense, I guess. Um, but it's just funny because you know everybody was waiting for it for so long, and it seems like it's just pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes. I I don't have an opinion yet. I may jump into it. I may not. I mean, free time is pretty short these days, and it's not real high on the list because I've never been much of a Halo dude. But I am kind of curious to see how the open world concept you right. know, meshes or maybe doesn't mesh with uh, with halo so we'll see i guess i will tell you a little bit more in this episode so please if you were listening just now don't stop it you know to hang out this is not the place to stop listening to the episode because no. we haven't even really started yet we haven't uh just a couple more things even though i have like i don't know 15 more boxes uh this i need to mention so some type of uh game mechanic i've been wanting my entire life and that's not an exaggeration because I've actually worked on games and made these little indie games and I've always wanted this technology. It's finally coming out in the next couple weeks. Uh, the game that I've talked about on this show before is called AI Dungeon. You're familiar. Oh, yeah. We've mentioned this before. Yeah. 
It's a text adventure which pretty much uses AI that allows the game engine to morph to whatever you're doing. So if it's an RPG uh, setting, you know, it'll do like fantasy type words and settings, but it'll go off of what you say. So if you say, I'm going to fight this tree, it'll always say, it'll say like, okay, the tree attacks back, you know, and you, now you're fighting a monster tree because it's literally going off of what you're saying, which is bonkers, by the way. Um, so I've been messaging the guy, uh, Nick Walton, and I found Are you him sure Twitter. it's him and not the AI? <laughs> it might be. Yeah. He doesn't uh, answer his own email. He doesn't answer those DMs. He's like, hell no, put my AI on that. It's true. The picture is, you know, iffy. I don't know. No, no, it's definitely him. Anyways, they're adding graphics and I'll explain. So the AI is going to start making very simple pixel art graphics to go along with the random shit that happens. Like creating them on the fly? Yes. It's never been done before. I know because I've been following this technology forever. And I was like, I don't know. I found it because I was following him or something. And then I was like, when is this coming out? And he's like, in the next few weeks. And I was like, oh, Hmm. my goodness. So I'm beyond excited. Interesting. You know, I'm seeing a lot more of like AI. uh, It's like a thing in Twitter. I don't even know what you even call it. But like I'm seeing a lot of people in my feed, like on the artistic side, people who are in tech or who are making games, they're doing these like little visual amalgamations of like machine learning. They'll put in a term and they'll give it to the computer and the computer will like image search and like combine all of the top results into like one image. So yeah. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of get it. You know, I don't know. I don't even know what you can call that, but I wonder if that's what that's going to be like. Maybe it'll have some kind of algorithm where it takes like, I think a tree is supposed to look like this. And if it fought, this is what it, you know, taking top image search for a tree and fight and combining those things. And what does that look like? I mean, I'd be it's, curious to see what it comes up with. It's close. By the way, there's some images, and so I will put a link in the show notes oh, for okay. us. okay. All right. So All there's right. some test images, and I'm looking at one right now, and it's like a king is talking, and so it's like a little character. It doesn't look like an old king. It just looks like a person, but there's like a little crown, and it's like not exactly on his head. You know, it's like it's really weird. We live in a weird time, um, and there's also going to be killer robots, but we won't talk about that. Uh, also, there's also an, um, an app on your phone right now that makes AI driven art. So you just type in like, I did a lot of fantasy stuff. So it was like, you know, role playing game, melee warrior, and it would just like put stuff together on a screen and it does it. So yeah, this technology is coming along. I'm very excited. The game is called AI dungeon. Everybody check it out. Right on. Uh, one more thing. Oh, by the way, we, I don't know if I... Last episode was the episode you made me rush through all the housekeeping, right? <laughs> you were like... Uh, yeah, because we had a guest last episode. I know, I know. I'm, I'm not blaming you, but you were like, and move, and move. I was getting hit with a, a broom in the ass. Yeah, it was, you know, yeah. I mean, we got to move things along. I had to get I know. some kind of motivation I still, going. I still have the bruise marks from the broom. Um, so I don't Your know if I... skin is very sensitive, by the way. It is very sensitive. Like a light wind. Would, yeah, would that, that, shouldn't, that should not have left the mark. It shouldn't, but it did. Um... <laughs> So did I mention that Cyberpunk is, got flooded with positive reviews? You did. Oh, I did. Okay. I, made, I got you to did. mention that. I, we, that was nice because I love that game. Are we just reminiscing to when you brought that up last week? Now we are because I didn't remember. <laughs> the other thing I didn't mention, though, when I was getting hit with the broom was Chris Pratt, uh, who we don't like, we both decided, right? Yes. We're done with Chris Pratt. Okay. And the fact that he's going to be in the Mario movie, which, by the way, got us like banned on TikTok for some reason. We've said that. Which I'm still bitter about. Uh, I know. By the way, and not to make a tangent and a tangent, but TikTok videos are coming back this week, so I apologize. They've been off for a little while. 
Um, I'm going to blame it on Chris Pratt, and it's all his fault. But he won't have an Italian accent in the in the movie. So the uh, Mario movie, yeah. So fuck off. Like then there's no reason for him to be in it. I was going to say, what is even the point then? They could just be anybody. Like it if could it's be I mean, anybody, it should, and it should be yeah. what's his butt, Charles Martinet. Martinet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, I guess we'll see. The last thing I'll mention, and there's ten more boxes. I'll put them in the closet. Is Dragon Age is still being worked on. I'm a big Dragon Age fan. I know people listening uh, to the show love Dragon Age. Uh, some news came out that they're definitely working on the single player game. It's really coming along, even though one of the head honchos left the company. I forgot who, but somebody did. Uh, but they're anyways. They're just affirming that it's still being worked on, and I don't know when we're gonna get it though. So, I guess that's okay. not any news. <laughs> Can I retract that news? I guess retract that news. Well, it's fine. It's fine. My note says Dragon Age being worked on single player. That's all I had written down. So okay, well, okay, you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. There's give you a single player being worked on. Broke the news right here, right now. I guess that's it. But I did want to give a a special uh, announcement. No, not special announcement. Special. What do you call it when you acknowledgement? Yeah, but what do you call it when it's a in an award show? It's a special uh, recognition. No, come on. It's um. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it's it's almost like an honorable mention. That's it. Honorable mention. Okay, sure. To first re- loser to a new indie game called Retired Men's Nude Beach Volleyball League. Oh Jesus. Okay, I didn't know this was coming. Well, just go watch the trailer. It's a pretty glorious trailer. It's like this really terribly uh, bad '80s type song, and it's a really funny trailer. And the game just looks like a Atari game, like a super indie game and you can't really see much in the nudeness but and you were looking you and were, i was looking, looking for looking. it yeah yeah but no it's just like uh it's a really funny trailer so just go over go watch it retired men's nude beach volleyball league all right there we go all right that is going to wrap up housekeeping for this week and we are going to launch right into the main content of the show as per usual bunch of stuff to talk about carlos um since you brought it up in housekeeping i say let's just talk about it now and get it out of the way halo infinite the multiplayer dropped a little while ago, I don't know, a week, two ago, whatever it was. And now the campaign is out. Uh, it was weird to kind of split it up like that, but it's here now. So I guess most of the game, if not all of the game, is there. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it Game Pass or is it not Game Pass? It is Game Pass. It is Game Pass. Okay, I have I have not downloaded any part of it. My son has been playing the multiplayer. He thinks it's okay. He has not gotten into the campaign yet. But you have gotten into the campaign. You've put a couple hours in, I think, right? Yeah, I think three. All right, three hours. That's a pretty good chunk. So why don't you share your initial thoughts on the Halo Infinite campaign, my good sir? Yeah, first off, in all the descriptions of the campaign itself, like on Steam and everywhere, I just like went looking for like a synopsis. It's like a paragraph or like three sentences and add the rest of its multiplayer. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they're not even yeah. like positioning this game as like a game with a story, which is I think weird. Because it's a, f- a huge campaign, you know? Um, but yeah, it's like, here's Halo Infinite. It's a multiplayer game. Here's all the things you need to know about the multiplayer. But the campaign, it, here's a th- three sentences. And also a campaign. Also a campaign. Uh, but it is a pretty huge game. And me coming off of Far Cry and, well, never leaving Far Cry. I don't think I ever will. Uh, I'm in the shooter mode, first-person shooter mode. So I was like, let me try my hand at halo because i haven't played it for a long time also like you not a huge fan 
you know, uh, there's going to be hate being thrown at me after this review. Uh, and also just in general, because, yeah, I never, like, I didn't have the special attachment to it everybody else did. Um, I did play it multiplayer a little bit, but I didn't, like, you know, have those special memories that a lot of people did have. Uh, that being said, uh, I'm in that shooter mode, so I was like, let me jump into the campaign. Uh, first off, and I got to just get this off my chest, I really think that Halo armor is just ugly. <laughs> it's like the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And it always bothers me. It makes me angry. I mean, I. All right, let, let's just let's just take a moment here. Let's just take. A let's moment. take a moment. Let's just take a moment. I mean, I agree with you, dude. Like, I've I played Halo when it came out. I played Halo Two. I think I've played all of them. I don't know that I've finished all of them, but I, I believe I have jumped into everyone at least for a few minutes. Um, mostly the campaign, not the multiplayer. And I gotta just be fucking honest. Like, I just don't think Halo is a very good game. I know. I mean, it lives and dies by multiplayer, right? And that's fine because I'm not a multiplayer guy. So, of course, I'm not getting, like, the quote-unquote the good stuff. Probably the same for you, I would imagine. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely more of a oh. campaign guy. I imagine you are as well. Yeah, and, like, multiplayer just isn't what I'm here for. But that said, this is supposedly a 20- or 30-hour Halo campaign. So I got into it a little bit. Um, the controls in general are pretty loosey-goosey. Again, kind of to that multiplayer angle. It's very much like an arcade type shooter game. Um, remember we talked about Doom? It, it feels like that. Right. You know, it's like right. a run around. Yes, it's an open world in quotes, but the game itself, you know, you're always picking up new guns. It really just feel like an arcadey shooter game. Uh, and even the enemies are kind of like, you know, meow, 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 I'm a monster. <laughs> Some of the actual beginning monsters are doing that. They're like making little voices like, I don't know, it just seems cartoony, you know? So... <clears throat> I think in general, I haven't gotten to the full, huge, expansive, open world part of it yet. But for me, I think the grappling hook is fun. Uh, it's a fun world to run around and shoot things in. But again, I don't think I have any attachment to the single player campaignness of it so far. Makes perfect sense. I mean, that's how I feel about the whole series in general. So I hear you. Yeah, so we'll we'll check back next week because, you know, I'm definitely going to get more into it. I'm still kind of, like, hooked on its gameplay loop. Uh, that is something that's kind of addictive. But in general, it's something like, you know, I need to finish it, but I probably will. All right, there we go. That is uh, Halo Infinite. For now. For now. All right, well, this is ordinarily where we would get into the rest of the show, but uh, in a so video games first, we had a catastrophic PC crash. On my side, something happened, computer died, and we were just about done with the show. I believe we only had like maybe two games left, and we lost everything. So um, I've got about 20 minutes left that we can record. So what we're going to do, folks, instead of just canceling the show and saying we have no episode this week, we are going to salvage it because the show must go on. Uh, we are going to go rapid fire through the games that we talked about. We're just going to say a few words about each, and hopefully we will wrap up in the time we have left. Carlos, are you on board? Yes, and I think we can do it. We got like, what, 20 minutes? I think we got we 20 this. minutes. We have 19 minutes. Here we go. Okay, first, I talked about Loop Hero, where it makes you go on micro runs in a roguelike fashion. A lot of the game plays itself. I thought the systems were interesting, although I was having a hard time finding out the secrets. I didn't feel like I was getting very far, but I liked it, and I'm going to keep playing. Carlos, your thoughts? Yeah, I like the art style, and I was saying that it reminds me of like the old-school PC games. I wish it was a sim game that you didn't have to be a roguelike, but at the same time, 
Uh, it seems interesting for what it is, but maybe a little frustrating on the roguelike part. There we go. Also, I talked about Shovel Knight Puzzle Dungeon, which is the newest iteration in this long-running IP. This time, it's a kind of a Tetris-like game where stuff falls from the ceiling. Shovel Knight has to destroy stuff. He's inside the playfield. It's a good balance between attacking and defending because every time you attack, you take damage. So you have to be careful how much you attack. If you get good combos, you can clear off large portions of the board. Uh, but you got to be careful to not die. Also, be careful not to have the screen fill up. Tons of stuff to discover, secret characters to unlock. There's a secret boss. Uh, all sorts of Shovel Knight goodness in there, as per usual. Graphics are great. I think it's really fun, and I am into it. Carlos, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, it just seems uh, fun because it's Shovel Knight. You said the art looks the same, so that's cool. And I'll check it out. All right. Then we went to the last Oricru, O-R-I-C-R-U. And by the way, was... hold on, hold on. I don't think we have to say, and then we went to. Let's just say it like, you know, here's our five-minute review. All right. Just just assume that every time we're doing this, and then we went to. Right, right. Uh, yeah, we, we have already done this, but look, we're going to do it for the first time now. All right. I'm just grieving, man. This is my grieving. Oh, process. that is your grieving. Okay. All right. The last Oricru. This was an Xbox. Uh, it's the Demo Fest going on right now. You said yes. something like, 30 demos, which is, uh, I got to get on that tonight, but this is one you played. Tell us really quickly. Yeah, it's an indie action RPG, so you have me at that. And, you know, the controls are a little loose. It's a small team. It's an indie game. But I like the fact that there's some sort of nonlinear path. Uh, You can kind of do what you want. There's allegiances. In the very beginning, you uh, have a choice to do training sessions, but the training session is like picking allegiance. Uh, You have to kill some rat people, and if you don't do it, then you're not training so it does some interesting things about like making decisions early on in the game. So I like that. Um, you know, it's simple and check it out. Why not? All right. And then uh, we have date night bowling. Carlos and I both got codes from the publisher, uh, Serenity Forge, who has put out a string of really cool small indies. Uh, Carlos, what were your thoughts on date night bowling? Yeah, I think we both got like tricked because it seems like it's just a dating game. But I think we both said, now, now I'm doing what you're doing. <laughs> and the previous iteration <laughs> of the podcast, we had said that, um, uh, you know, we picked one player, but one player was just us playing bowling by ourselves. And that's not really fun. Uh, but you had to pick one player plus computer, and then you can actually do the dating part of it, right? Yeah, exactly. It looks like a dating sim. It's not really dating sim. It's basically a bowling game with a little stuff around it to make it look like a dating sim. Carlos, I was uh, disappointed. I feel like you were disappointed in this one also. Yeah, essentially it's like you play a, uh, a round of bowling. I, I still don't know what that's called. And then you talk to the your date, and then you do mini, ga- mini games that are kind of like WarioWare. So it felt out of place. One of the mini games was Massage, and I was like, that's way too soon to be doing yeah, Massage. It's just bowling. Creepy. A little creepy. Yeah. Serenity Forge puts out a lot of games. I do like what they uh, put out there as a publisher. They're one of my favorites, but this was a miss for me, a miss for Carlos. Uh, uh, next up, Aluna, Sentinel of the Shards. This is one that Carlos paid cash money for. I did. I paid cash money. And I don't have much money, so this was a, a stretch. I needed an RPG in my life. This is an action RPG like a Diablo, uh, top-down view, three-quarters view, etc. And you play as a warrior woman who has a mom, which is kind of a goddess, right? She's like a, what's Yeah, her name? she's from Pachamama. It's from Pachamama. South American mythology. I'm not sure specifically the country, but I know it's from that region, sure. Yeah, it's just, it's a super fun, relaxing uh, Diablo-type game where you're leveling up, getting new weapons, uh, upgrading yourself. And, you know, if you want that game in your life, this is perfect for it. Like, 
uh, it's not Diablo. It's not like super advanced, but it's really fun. And I like being the warrior woman and just, you know, killing a bunch of random spiders and monsters and warriors. And there's a little mythology in it, like we were talking about. And uh, it's a good, fun game to be had. Didn't you say you played it? Yeah, I actually did play this on the Switch, and I thought it was terrible. What? Um, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was pretty bad. I uh, didn't like the story, didn't like the mechanics, didn't like the graphics. It may be different because you're playing on a, what, PS5? Yeah, I was playing on my big TV, and it looked pretty good. Maybe they upgraded it recently. I don't know. I, I, I have to imagine that makes a difference because playing it on the Switch was kind of a miserable experience. So, yeah, it's just like if you want like a fun, just random, you know, like a Diablo type game with a little bit of story, I don't know. I like it. There we go. Uh, Next up. Okay, so now that was what we covered in the last iteration of the show. That was RIP, rest in peace, pouring one out for my homies. Yes. Uh, Games we haven't got to yet. We still are on a time crunch here. Heavenly Bodies. This is a physics-based space game where you play a cosmonaut who goes into space on various missions. I think there's seven missions in total. And you have to do stuff like dock your space station and drill an asteroid while you're out in space and... You know, do all sorts of like assemble a satellite and you have like it's kind of like weird Octodad controls where each stick is one arm of your guy. Oh, I don't like that. It's difficult, uh, pretty wonky, and it took me a long time to get the hang of it. Something about it is really wrecking my brain, but I think overall it's really well done. I think the the physics can be eased back to make it uh, a simpler play, which is great. The missions are really well designed. You have a lot of variety in your missions. You're doing lots of like little different challenges. Each one has four or five different stages to it. Uh, it comes in a 2D perspective. So you're just you're not grappling with 3D, just 2D, which is already hard enough. But overall, I like Heavenly Bodies a lot. It's a real surprise. I think it's an Australian team, two-point games, I believe. I feel like it's really cute and really fun and kind of Octodaddy, but not too much. I feel like I'm not getting super frustrated, but just frustrated enough where... I feel like I'm working hard, but it's good. It's a good art. I like it. It's a good it's game. Inter- it's an interesting uh, art, too. It looks kind of uh, unique, uh, sketchbooky almost in a way. It's very clean, very good stuff. I don't really have any complaints about it at all. I think it's a good good time. Okay. Heavenly Bodies. Next, Nobody Saves the World. Carlos, go. Oh, my goodness. Drinkbox Studios. They make guacamole. I love them. Uh, this game is freaking awesome. I actually talked to the developer on Twitter and I was like, please tell me the progression continues. And they're like, no, sorry. Uh, I made a TikTok video about it. I'll put the link in the show notes uh, because one of the achievements is fall in love, which is hilarious. And when you do fall in love, uh, it's really awkward. The game is top down view. It reminds me of Crashlands, which we talked about on the show before. Oh, yeah. Crashlands. Yeah. And uh, Cat Quest, which is very cartoony, 2D looking, but on a you know, open world, uh, you know, space, uh, however you call that. And you're just going, you know, leveling up and killing things. But I thought originally it was going to be kind of a roguelike, but it, you know, you die, but it's, it's more about like progressional. It does feel like it's progressional and you, you kill things to get experience points, but also to get stars, to open doors. Um, the, the big, one of the big hooks is you can take on many forms. So the first form you pick, uh, is a rat. And you're just escaping a dungeon as a rat and you're upgrading your rat skills. But later on, you know, you get things like a ranger and a knight. But after knight is horse, which I think is awesome. Uh, it's not, you know, before, it's after. And there's also I see on the on the upgrade path is egg for some reason. Nice. Uh, okay. There's a lot of comedy. It's super fun. It, the art is so awesome and beautiful. And I cannot stop playing it. I don't want to stop playing it. Uh, I just about finished the demo. So I, I love it to death. I can't recommend it enough. 
It's on the demo thing. Go get it right now. Nobody saves the world. Drinkbox Studios. Excellent. Okay, last game of the show, Solar Ash. Uh, coming from was it Heart Machine, the same people. Uh, oh my gosh, can't believe I'm blanking. That game that everybody loved. Okay, whatever. I can't. I can't remember. We'd have time for that. Look it up, Carlos. Uh, it up. Heart I'm Machine. It it's a very famous game. Uh, anyway, Solar Ash is a strange game. It's a third person where you. It feels a little bit like Journey. It feels a little bit like The Pathless. It's very artistic, uh, very abstract uh, art, but I think it's really beautiful. Um, very flowy very colorful um there's clouds all over the place and the hook to this game is that you can like skate everywhere so if you click a button your character just starts skating and moving at speed all across the landscape um you can rail grind on some stuff you can jump double jump you have a, a kind of a grappling hook not really uh but kind of like that going on and you want to like save the world by defeating these monsters that are going to like i don't know destroy your planet or something uh story is not super important at this particular point but basically it's just like a very experiential very colorful very kind of flow state sort of game where you're skating all over the place and picking up stuff and you're trying to like get to these particular points in the map so part of the game is just skating part of it is figuring out how to get from point a to point b sometimes the point you need to get to is up on top of a building sometimes it's on top of a mountain or you gotta just figure out how to get there that's half the game once you get there uh, and get all those points in each map you fight a big boss and the bosses are kind of like these long serpentine things and you skate up their backs and you jump from like armor plate to armor plate you want to get to the head and stab in the head it's all very smooth and actiony and very flowy and very artistic um, it's pretty cool i like it a lot um, my only complaints i think is that sometimes even though there is a map function that shows you where you need to go sometimes it's kind of tough to tell how to get from point a to point b like it's not immediately apparent um, so that part was a little bit tough also, if you die, you get left with only one piece of life, which means you have to go and collect some life before you go attempt whatever killed you again. Mm. Kind of a drag. Just restart me with full life, please. Yeah. And other than that, I think those are my only real complaints. It's pretty cool. Uh, I like it a lot. If you like Journey, if you like the Pathless, if you like, um, you know, any of those type of like artistic kind of uh, games that have been coming out this year. What was that one that had the, the, the speeder bikes? There's one that just came out recently. Oh, I forgot. But game the, Pass. The other game from Heart Machine, by the way, is Hyper Light Drifter. Hyper Light Drifter. Yes, yeah. thank you. And then, much. yeah, I know I can't think of that name you're talking about, but also Pathless definitely looks like the same art style. And then, um, what, Last Colossus or whatever. What's it called? Last Colossus. Oh yeah, no, not Last Colossus. What Shadow of the doing? Colossus. Shadow it's Colossus. Kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, where you're like going up against you know big, big, tall enemies and climbing. Yeah, them. it's kind of a greatest hits version of several different indie games, but kind of nicely blended together. And I don't say that as a negative. I don't mean to be dismissive at all and just kind of just you know we've got like four seconds here i'm trying to really nutshell what this game is about but if you like any of those games we mentioned and you want something that's all about like moving movement kinetic kind of maybe jet grind radio a little bit that kind of a feel to it but like in a very fantasy sci-fi artistic world full of color it's pretty cool i'm digging it so much i'm only like in the second world out of i'm not sure how many but so far it's been it's been great i imagine many people who listen to this podcast would probably like it so all right all right, there we go. Uh, this is the, I don't know, whatever. I don't know what we're going to call this. The makeup show, the I don't It's know, the, the same show. show. It's just an addition, and we did it. We pulled it off. We should give we ourselves a round of applause. Yeah. I, I can only mourn for the show that we lost because it was pretty good, but I'm glad that we came up with something and our listeners will not go without this week, although I yes. do apologize. Uh, again, PC crash had nothing nothing to do with it. It just happened nothing to recover so i deeply apologize for losing all that show but uh, technology we, doesn't like you and we've we've, we've uh, we confirmed have that, that. Confirmed. fully yeah 
Okay, let's wrap it up because we are still in the clock. Uh, folks, uh, questions, comments, uh, anything you like, SoVideoGamesPodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at SoVideoGames, on TikTok, SoVideoGamesPodcast. Hit us up individually. Carlos, where are we sending your traffic this week? Carlos Rodella on TikTok. Oh, okay. That was so short. It that was it. I'm, I, I'm, right. in, I'm in fast mode, maybe. You are in fast mode. As for me, it's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y on Twitter and Instagram. And that's going to do it for the severely truncated, unexpectedly, episode 262, the one that got away. Oh. Thanks again for joining us here on the Soviet Games Podcast, and we'll see you next Friday with, fingers crossed, a much more normal show. In the meantime, this is Bye from Brad. And Bye from Carlos. We're out of time. 